Hi, I'm Neil. I'm Veronica. We fell in love when we were 16. And here we are talking about what life is all about for us. Thank you for joining us. This is a Life Is Podcast with Neil and Veronica. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Life Is with Neil and Veronica, where you and I and our family have come off a very busy weekend where... Um, you know, our son has birthday, our oldest had her cheer competition. So you might've seen us talk about that over on our Instagram page and just sort of some takeaways from that weekend as well. I'm sad to say that Veronica's mom has gone home. Uh, she has left us sad face. Yes. So, um, we had a great time, uh, with her and so did the kids. So we were really, really grateful for that opportunity for her to be here. So today's episode we are going to talk about maybe a little bit something different. We try and keep it very positive, very informative, and tell us stories. But this week, uh, or today's episode, sorry, I'd like to talk about life is hard. So I have a few things and maybe some stories about that. Um, and of course, I would always love and do love, I'm sure people, for them to hear what you think when you hear that. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess that's the reality. And sometimes that can be the focus um, for some, right? Sometimes life feels really hard and hard can be different for everybody. Hard. Everyone has a different baseline of what hard is. And it can also be about hard moments, hard situations, hard times, Um so yeah, the reality is, is that sometimes life is hard. What I also want to talk about too, is the fact that it doesn't have to be an either or situation. It can be and, meaning life can be fun, life can be great, but life can also be hard at the same time. And acknowledging that whatever you're going through and knowing in the moment that this is a hard thing, situation that you just touched on, I think can really help you um, maybe go through it in a little bit of a different mindset instead of maybe spiraling into another way. And one story that I know really is a pinnacle of what we went through is our youngest having been born with, you know, a health issue. Of course, she's, you know, completely healthy now. She was born uh, and was monitored for her entire life and still continues to be monitored, but, you know, was completely healthy in the sense of her functioning. But for us having to deal with that, you know, we found out before she was even born about this issue. And so mm-hmm. it was hard to go through that. And, and then after she was born, she had a procedure in the hospital. It was day surgery, but nonetheless, she was this tiny little thing in this tiny little, you know, hospital gown going away for a procedure. And it was hard, but that didn't mean that it wasn't also and fun to be have you know a third member of our family and all these other things that went along with it um and i think that having gone through that it really made us realize that things can be both 
Um, but it also doesn't mean that we don't understand what other people's situations they're going through is hard, but it's a different hard. And mm -hmm. everyone needs to deal with their own hard situation in their own way and that they're not competing. They don't necessarily need to be compared. That's right. I mean, hard is hard and that's valid. And I think that's a big takeaway of this message is, you know, you compare to yourself ultimately and how things feel because what was happening in that situation and what made it, I think, you know, more magnified or felt worse actually is that number one, I wasn't acknowledging my feelings. Number two, I always felt like someone had it harder or it was an at least. So when we try to quantify how we're feeling against someone else's ruler, it's really unfair, I think, for everybody. Um, and I think, you know, at the heart of it all, everybody wants to help. And I think when situations are hard, people get awkward. You know, some of your closest friends, like it, it I really feel like it's out of love, but it, it makes things worse almost. It's like, you know, having these conversations, like when I said, you know, our youngest has a health condition, like she's not the same anatomically, like physiologically or whatever, like she has a kidney issue, you know, and, um, this is something that we discovered. And sometimes people would say to me, at least she's not dying, you know, like at least she's technically healthy or like, at least she doesn't have cancer. And I was like, you know what? You're totally right. Yeah. Like she, she's not dying. Why do I feel so bad? Why do I feel like this is so hard? Why am I sad about this? But again, like it's, it's sometimes those moments of, okay, well, you know, this is happening. You have to kind of go through the motions of how you're feeling and dealing with that. And if you don't, it prolongs it and it sometimes makes things worse. And just like that whole processing piece of that, um, it was almost like, you know, I was, I was trying to dust it off and I was trying to say, they're totally right. This isn't bad at all. And I just went down like another road of that. And, uh, you know, I would just, I would really write it off. And like you said, I mean, since the moment she was born, there was like medical procedure after medical procedure after test, um, as they were discovering things. And yes, were we absolutely lucky to have a great healthcare team around her and us? Absolutely. Were we grateful? Absolutely. Did it make it less hard? I mean, yeah, I'm sure it did in a sense because we were, you know, being well taken care of, but personally, I mean, no. And, and to be compounded during that time, right after she had her surgery, you lost your job. We just moved into this new home. I'm on mat leave. That felt hard. And like, I would sit there and I would have these moments of having to process and cry. And for a lot of times in my life, crying equals bad or, you know, crying equals negative. Like my dad would say, stop crying. Like when I was growing up, right. And I hear, I'm like, <laughs> like sucking in the air to try to stop crying. But now 
you know, I'm realizing like that is my brain trying to process something. And we so quickly often, and I'm noticing it now more, I feel like, especially for women too, we apologize for crying. And it is like the most wild thing. Once you start noticing it is that like you start crying and all of a sudden, like the first thing that sometimes comes out of someone's mouth is like, I'm sorry for crying. And it's like, no, like those are your feelings. So, I mean, that was hard for us. And, you know, anytime, even sometimes in celebration, right? You feel bad, like, ooh, should I be celebrating this? Because someone else is having a hard time with something. So I think that was a really big takeaway is that, you know, ultimately baselines are different and rulers are different and just sit there, right? Like I think ultimately all I wanted, and thankfully we had each other in those moments. Um, but what I really wanted is just for someone to be like, wow. Like, yeah, I mean, that's unexpected. That was something that was out of your control. That's really crappy. I'm going to sit there in your mud with you, right? Because that's hard for you right now. And we'll get out of it together eventually, or like I am here. Um, and I love, you know, learning about empathy versus sympathy and we don't need someone to fix something. Like most often, I'm not looking for someone to come in and rescue me. I just need a listening ear. Sometimes I just want to hug. You know, sometimes I just want like even like, you know, a lighthearted joke or whatever it is. But it's like that intention that they really want to help. But then what starts to come out is the at least. At least you're not going through X, Y, Z. You know, at least... I mean, you're not going to die tomorrow. Like that's really drastic and dramatic, but that starts coming out. And again, well-intentioned, I'm sure, right? Like I'm sure they want to help. Um, but most often times we're not looking for a fixer. No one's going to come in and actually fix her kidney issue for us. Technically you can't change that, right? So what is the situation that's happening and how can you maybe help just make things feel less hard for that person? Yeah. So that whole situation and your whole processing of it made me think of two things that we've learned uh, and some of which you have taught me. So number one is in any situation that somebody presents themselves, whether it's you to me, me to you, or a friend to a friend, it's always best to ask, like, you know, can I help you with advice or would you just need me to listen? Right? Like that goes further than trying to maybe say the at least or whatever other statement to make them feel better. Right? Yeah. Asking the person which one of those you can do for them. Right? And the other piece that made me, or that made me think of was, instead of trying to correct, just try and connect, right? By asking those two questions. And I know that's one big thing that has worked for us as parents, but I think it's work can work for any relationship, whether it's, you know, our, our marriage, whether it's a friendship, whether it's our children, trying to connect versus correct 
And by asking those two questions to connect really is going to help everybody, especially the person going through their hard situation or hard moment. Mm -hmm. So I'd love to hear, you know, how you came across that and how that resonates with you, because I feel like that was a turning point, you know, four Mm -hmm. years ago for us to realize that this is how you need to deal with these situations. And it has really helped us avoid um, intensifying a situation, Mm -hmm. right? Because I would love to like correct things. I would love to take things away from you, like, or for our kids, but I can't do that. And so I think that's really helped me in my journey, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on where you heard that and how that sort of feels for you. Well, number one thing for us that we've always, you know, kind of gone with or has always been a foundation for us is that words matter ultimately. The second thing is, you know, I feel like it's a respectful thing too. Um, So, yeah, I mean, connection is so important. Asking, no matter, you know, what the situation is, like consent, all of that. Um, And that's the whole, like the whole, you know, friendly gas station thing about being filled up by lovely people too, is that, you know, and it goes both ways even, right? So sometimes, you know, if I'm going through a hard situation and I might need to vent, or what that is, that can take up space and that can be really draining too. So honestly, I mean, do you just want to like be there for someone or do you just want to offload sometimes? Absolutely. But now I'm even on the other end of things being like, I'm going through a really difficult situation. Do you have space for me? Um, so sometimes I even ask like on the, being on the other end of that, like if I'm, I mean, in a, in a mindful space to be able to do that. Cause sometimes again, things feel really hard and you do just immediately might need some support or what that looks like. Right. So, I mean, in those moments, you're not going to be like, you know, do you have space for me? If you need me, you need me kind of thing. But, um, I think we just mentioned even in another episode, you know, what feels hard for our, well, now she's four, what feels hard for her some days is putting on her boots to go outside in the winter. That is her hard. And I mean, as an adult, is that a hard thing for me? No, because we know, you know, it's winter. You need to put your boots on. I mean, would I rather be on a beach wearing flip-flops? A hundred percent. But that's her hard. And that hard is not going to feel easier by trying to forcefully push her out of it. Right. Like, I mean, sometimes for us individually, yeah, we make that decision and we can control, are we going to push through something or are we not? But when you are maybe side by side or in a situation with somebody, it doesn't actually get easier by trying to forcefully push them out of it. If anything, they just kind of like boomerang right back to it, I find. Right. So, um, I mean, strategies are different depending on where you are and how you're feeling in that hard situation. But definitely, you know, that whole connection piece, like we're humans, like we just, again, words matter. That was something that we, it's a really big focus for us. And it was, you know, all the time, even in the, like, you know, I feel like we used to always hear like, you're fine. Get up. You're fine. Stop crying. You're fine. Let it go. That too. 
you know, and now it's kind of like, okay, I'm here. How can I help you? Or like, you know, we're going to get through this together. Sometimes you just need to hear like, we are going to get through this together. Like you're not alone in whatever it is, even for our four-year-old that really hates boots in that moment. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I'm really happy that you brought those things up because it helps in our relationship too. And I think that that is such a stellar thing that you are so cognizant about because it makes a huge difference in our children's lives, in our relationship, in your relationship with others. And when you come from a place of respect and like ultimate care and just space, because, you know, even sometimes in our conversation, in our podcast and listening back, I'm like, okay, number one, I mean, we had like frozen moments and like, we're talking over each other, but number two, there is like that, just that space sometimes that can be so wonderful. No, I know that it's, it's difficult, right? We're, we're making what we have work. I'm upstairs, you're downstairs, we're on our phones, we're on our computers, we're figuring this out as we go. But really, we're just trying to record our conversations and really have this time set aside for us to to talk about things. Um, and going back to Words Matter, I think the one moment that you and I have reflected on before is, you know, like you are saying, you know, hearing the words, you're okay, or you're fine, it, that doesn't help their hard moment. But what we did and what we found worked for us and our children was saying, you're going to be okay soon, or you're going to be fine soon, right? So just adding one or two little words to change things. And the one moment that I was really, um, I guess, proud of, or like it resonated with me is when our oldest said that to one of our youngest. Oh. And so hearing them pick up on those words, because the biggest thing that we've learned is that you like they catch things more than they are taught things. So you caught like it's caught more than it's taught is what is the saying is how it goes, right? So modeling that and really being aware of those words in the hard moment, I was like, okay, it worked, right? Like that shows me that like, it resonated with her and I know it's going to resonate with them. And if they can maybe teach that to their friends and, and it really is, like you said, coming a place of being a respectful human, no matter what the relationship is, marriage, friendship, work, school, kids, we're all people, we're all humans. And ultimately we just all want to feel respected and loved in whatever manner they choose. Mm -hmm. So that was one really cool thing when we, consciously at the beginning of being parents said, you know, one word can make all the difference. So yeah, words do matter, especially when life is hard for a four-year-old, five-year-old, or even our age, right? Yeah. So. I think that situation, I like audibly went, ah, because I could, I went right back to that moment. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's happened a few times, many times. So many proud moments, I think, when we hear that come up. But the situation that Neil, I think, is talking about is when 
oh my goodness, our youngest, I think was like a newborn, like so squishy. (laughs) And for those of you that have had newborns that have had the hiccups, like their whole body looks like they're going through something pretty intense. And so our oldest at the time, oh my goodness, Neil, what was she? What's the age difference here that we're talking about? She was four. Okay. And, uh, you know, we just, we just watched this video not that long ago, but she's basically giving our youngest a pep talk. And again, she is like this squishy newborn with the hiccups. Okay. And so if you can picture her, like, like her whole body is kind of moving and our oldest is probably wondering like, oh my goodness. So you know, she's basically giving her a pep talk. She's like laying right beside her. They were like propped up on this pillow. She like looked right in her eyes and she put her hand on her chest and she was like, no more bobos, no more bobos. Because I think, you know, she thought that she was going through something pretty intense. And we were very open and transparent about what she was going through though, like medically in a sense, right? Because we couldn't come back home as soon as we thought that we could. You know, she saw like these things kind of like attached to her body at certain points because she had like, you know, these bags attached to her body. Um, but she was like, no more bobos, no more bobos. And she like stared into her eyes, had her hand on her chest, and she said, You're going to be all right. Like with such love and Like, I don't even know what word I'm looking for, but it was like, I could watch that over and over again. I actually want to show them that tomorrow, I think. And yeah, like that was such, I love that you brought that example up because hearing that, you know, spoken out loud from our little ones, knowing that what you said, that like they caught on to that and they're kind of, you know, spreading that and reacting to situations like that it's really really neat yeah i think too one of the things that i know i've been conscious of lately especially since we've entered the end of the pandemic from my point of view um is just being able to um connect with our kids after a hard moment and letting them know that it was hard for me too. Okay. Like I'm, I may be the bigger person, you know, I'm the parent, but that doesn't make me immune from going through hard situations and learning how to deal with them better and letting them know that I can help them deal with their situation. That was hard better next time too. Right. And we can all learn. And I think that just being able to, again, from the beginning of this conversation, feel comfortable knowing and acknowledging that life is hard in moments, in days, in seasons again, right? Like it, it doesn't matter, but if you try and skip that, or if you try and downplay that by choosing wrong words or not connecting or or not acknowledging it, it just makes it harder as you move along. Right. And that's one thing that I've definitely um, come to learn and, and really, I think, has helped those situations as they get older and, and maybe they can deal with them, deal with the hard situations on their own. And I think that uh, it just, again, the connection piece when things are hard really goes a long way. Yeah, because 
life isn't perfect. It's going to be hard. There's going to be moments that are hard, right? Life is about the F word, like you said, which in this situation that I'm referring to is failing. Failing is not easy. And there's, you know, learning in that too. I mean, none of this is like synonymous in a sense, right? In the fact that um, I think we're also talking about situations, like sometimes it's out of your control. It's hard. Um, sometimes it is in your control and it's hard. And it's not about, you know, who has it harder or who has it less hard. But I think it's, you know, this is where I will use the word balance, I think, <laughs> because we talked about how life is not balanced. Neil threw that in the garbage. But I think what kind of offsets that is, you know, focusing on those protective factors or those friendly gas stations or, you know, those, again, we're not talking about toxic positivity. That's thrown in the garbage for sure. <laughs> but, you know, when we talk about the life is suitcase that I so want to fill up during these podcasts, when we talk about, you know, focusing on myself and my health and my wealth and, and, um, all three of those buckets can be hard, but you know, it's, I, I would say balancing that and, you know, having those people around you or, you know, that support, that community where sometimes you just need to talk about the hard. Right. Sometimes you like you can't hold those things in all the time. And so often, I mean, for me, and I don't know if it's a generational thing, I don't know if it's a cultural thing, but sometimes you don't admit hard. Like it was taught to us, like you don't admit that that was hard. Like you think it's almost like a bragging right or a bragging moment to be like, that was so easy. 100%. It's a generational thing, I think, that, um, and looking at, you know, what your parents, their heart, right? I feel like that is a whole, maybe, series of podcasts on its own that we'll get to one day, I really hope, anyways. But their heart that they went through in their journey to even get to Canada, there's no, there's no, like, again, talking about, what people have gone through. There's no, like, it explains everything, right? Why they would feel that way. But I also know that it's just part of the generation that our, our parents were in, right? Is mm -hmm. not admitting when things were hard. And that's just what they were taught. But we know now for the betterment of our lives and our kids' lives that like, you can't do that, right? And, and that's just the information that we have. Doesn't mean that they did something wrong or that they, they just, did what they knew was best at the time. But we now know that dealing with hard, admitting things are hard and allowing the space for having those people, right? And it's also hard to have maybe relationships in your life that don't serve that purpose mm -hmm. and to maybe move on from that because not everybody is on the same, again, compa not comparing, like not everyone's in the same part of their journey when it comes to admitting things are hard or 
That's are right. willing to share their heart. And that's okay, but you need to find those people, like you said, where you can share your heart and they can share theirs in an open, safe space to move on to going back to what is great, what's in your control. And again, all those amazing things that life mm -hmm. does bring that takes up the majority of our space, like surrounding the hard moments. Yeah, I think I want to circle back to that because I think you opened up with that almost like the the and. And it doesn't have to be the or. It doesn't have to be the at least, which kind of goes into the comparison, right? You know, I'm picturing that image of, you know, instead of forcefully having to be on one side or the other, that it can be both. That, you know, both can coexist. Absolutely. So it's a beautiful thing to think about when life is great and admitting life is hard. And it's just, I guess, also touching on what we've talked about in this podcast is words matter. So instead of using or, you don't have to choose. It can be both. You can live both. Both can be your truth. Both can be your situation. And I think having people to share that with and, and to maybe work through those hard situations is, is really important. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I think that I hope by sharing this maybe different type of topic than we've had in the previous episodes allows that space for people to maybe find those other people to in their in their community because it's very important we've found that it's very important to have those people and i think the more that you surround yourself with those like-minded people the easier those conversations tend to be mm -hmm. and i feel that it's just very very important because mm -hmm. i think you know again like we're human beings we have feelings and i think you know people want to relate in a sense. So sometimes you bring up a hard situation and how many times have you had a friend be like, Oh, that happened to me. Like it could even be personal that happened to me or that happened to my aunt Sally. <laughs> you're, I see you're putting your hand up. Yeah, I'm, I was very guilty of that. And I'm still working on that. That's a very hard thing for me because I know that I used to try and maybe connect by saying that, but it's the wrong way to do things, the wrong way to connect, I would say. So, yeah. But I it depends. It depends though, right? I wouldn't say it's always wrong. Sometimes people are looking for that in a sense, but again, it's what you've mentioned in terms of, Hey, I, you know, I know someone that went through that. Do you want to hear about it? Versus like, you know, sometimes you start talking about a situation all of a sudden, like someone starts talking over you. And then they're talking and then th the focus has completely shifted. You're having this hard time where you need someone to just be there with you. And then all of a sudden you're the one consoling them, right? <laughs> or you're like, which I mean, if they're going through a hard time too, okay, that's, you know, maybe be there for one another or whatever that situation looks like. But then all of a sudden, you know, you're like the, the focus has shifted. And then all of a sudden you're the one 
trying to like be there for them or, or, you know, where it started as you were the one that might've needed support. So I think ultimately it does come down to exactly what you said. You know, I think the best of intentions that they're trying to connect, you know, you're trying to connect with one another, but again, life is about, you know, that pause too. So sometimes just pause and like assess what's happening and take a look at the person on the other side and maybe even just ask them. If you don't know, this is the number one thing for me. If you don't know, because sometimes we assume, but if you truly don't know, just ask. I feel like there is so much power and love and kindness and respect out of just asking. And sometimes the person on the other side, so like for you, you you have asked me before, and sometimes I've said, I don't know, but do I appreciate that you've asked me and given me that space and, you know, for me to be able to try and tell you like what I need in that moment, I feel like is a really big thing. Instead of you coming in and being like, well, do you want me to like whisk you away and like help you with this or whatever? And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I just needed you to listen to me. Or, you know, I just needed a hug or I actually need some space and I don't need you to come in right now and tell me about your aunt Sally that went through the same thing that I did. Like you don't have an aunt Sally. Neil doesn't have an aunt Sally, but You get the idea. That's just a yeah, general reference. Yeah, no, that's good. No, I think that's a that's a very powerful thought to end this topic of life is hard on, and just to reflect, it can be both. It's not or, it can be and. And as to Veronica's point, if you're ever in doubt, just ask. There's so much love behind that. And there's so much connection that can come from that, that when life is hard, that's what will help them get through it in that moment, in that situation. So I really appreciate the space that everyone has given us to talk about this. And I hope that it has given you some thinking points, talking points, or maybe just some reflection to know that what you've gone through is your heart and that you've gotten through it and you will get through it again, but hopefully with a bigger community of support around you, whether it's us or somebody else. So we thank you. We appreciate the support. I told Veronica the other day, I think it was actually just earlier today that we've actually have, I don't know how listeners across multiple countries of this, uh, podcast that we've just started over the last few months, which is mind blowing. Um, so whatever you get out of this, we hope that you can continue to join us next time and in future episodes. And we can't thank you enough for everything. Thanks everybody. Talk to you next time. <laughs>